Hello, and welcome to the Decipher podcast. This podcast is hosted by William & Mary staff members who are committed to student success. Join experts from around campus as they discuss ways to decipher common college experiences. All right, everyone, welcome to a new episode of the Decipher podcast. Today, Lauren and I have the pleasure of chatting with Tiffany Christian, uh, who oversees our accessibility services here at William & Mary. So Tiffany, welcome. Hi guys, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for making time for us. Um, so Tiffany, can you start out by talking a little bit about what your office does? Sure. Um, so our office, Student Accessibility Services, uh, we work with students who have significant disabilities. Um, sometimes that can look like a chronic condition or a, maybe a condition that has flare-ups um, that maybe for the most part are controlled, but we can expect that at some point during a student's time with us here at William & Mary, they might experience a flare of those conditions. Um, and then we also work with our students uh, who might have temporary disabilities. So specifically, uh, we see that a lot from a surgery or um, a concussion, an accident that might have happened with club sports, that sort of thing. We do support those students with various accommodations during that temporary time. Awesome. So can you talk a little bit about what you what you do as part of that support? Sure, so we actually are responsible for coordinating all of the accommodations uh, for students. So in the process of those accommodations, we educate our community on what it means to be inclusive within our campus community. So an accommodation, Shelley, might be something that is an adjustment to either, either the learning environment or the living environment um, for a student so that they have an equitable so that they have equitable access to our educational programs and extracurricular activities here at William & Mary. Okay, so Tiffany, tell us a little bit more about the accommodations that you all provide. And I'm sort of thinking about the fact that so many of our events and traditions focus on students, obviously. And so curious to know how and when um, or why um, I might be hearing from your office um, in supporting students through those. Um, times of challenge or opportunity? Of course. Um, so Lauren, our office has three different types of accommodations uh, buckets that we call. So the first is our academic accommodations. So those are accommodations that we would provide to students in that academic setting. Um, think classroom accommodations, so locations of classrooms, types of classrooms, in-class accommodations, so assistance with note-taking, um, assistive technologies, um, and then also testing accommodations. We also talk about our residential accommodations. So those accommodations are related to a student's residence here on campus. Those can be room-specific, bathroom-specific location as well. Um, and what we're really trying to do is determine the medical necessity due to um, a student's disability. And then sort of our last bucket is um, our transportation accommodations. So those are um, parking assistance and or um, our limited mobility shuttle service that will assist students navigate campus. Um, we are a beautiful historic campus. So sometimes there are, uh, are challenges with that. And I think Lauren, a lot of times we'll see that um, being utilized in other types 
of events um, such as orientation, um, commencement, right? All things that we sort of think about. What is What are those one-off events and what are some accommodations that a student might qualify for in one of these three other areas that we need to be thinking about collectively um, for that experience as well? That's something that um, during our process, right? We work with our students, they submit an uh, general intake form, they provide their medical documentation. And then we have that intake portion with a member of our team. Um, during that conversation with students, what we're really trying to do is get that whole picture uh, to better understand how they're impacted. And that's where sometimes students are like, I wasn't expecting you to ask me a question about orientation or about um, you know, move-in day, that can be overwhelming uh, for some students. Um, but the, that's really where our office is trained and, and we're asking those questions um, based on that student's disability and diagnosed condition and how that might impact them as they transition here uh, to campus. I really appreciate the holistic approach that you all take um, as you're helping students sort of think through what their university experience might look like as it pertains to some of these pervasive um, or it, intermittent um, diagnoses that you're working with. Um, now, understanding that how we accommodate on a college or university campus might look different than from high school or K-12 education, what tips or tricks do you have for families or what sort of advice would you give to families as they're supporting a student who might be working with your office? Thanks, Lauren. That's a great question. Um, we hear that a lot from our students that our process looks and feels different than what they might have experienced um, in high school. And that's actually because it is. Um, so I think two key big differences um, that students will often experience um, is first, it's a student-led process. In K through 12, that process le is led by the student school and or their parents. Um, and we like to say that a lot of times students were just kind of in the backseat of the car. When they transition to college, um, our office isn't coming out and looking for them, right? We don't know who might've had an IEP or a 504 in high school, so we're not going to seek them out. But so that student actually has to contact us and say, hey, I would like to engage in the process. I'd like to um, pursue accommodations um, at William & Mary. So it's really that self-determination led by the student. Um, so parents might feel um, and experience that differently. Um, if a parent calls us or emails us, um, we will often respond back to the student um, and let the student know, hey, we've heard from mom, dad, and uncle, uh, guardian, um, that you know you might have some concerns about this or you might have some questions and we're happy to help, but we'll constantly sort of be directing back to the student. Students are always permitted to say, I'd like to have someone else join me. Um, and that's totally fine, but that will be a student's determination. Um, with regards to you know, other things that a student might experience, um, in K through 12, accommodations are, also, are set in place for student success. So what are all the supports we can provide for a student so that they will be as successful as they can be in that environment? In higher education, we're really geared towards access. So fundamentally, we're thinking that without this accommodation, 
the student would not be able to engage in this course or engage in this living environment. So it's a very different bar. Um, but to fill those gaps, Lauren, we're, we're oftentimes connecting those students with other uh, resources on campus, other offices um, that are available for every student to sort of fill those differences. So that could look like academic enrichment for coaching or tutoring. Um, it could look like a referral to the counseling center for, you know, test anxiety workshops, those sorts of things. Um, and again, those are resources and William & Mary has so many of them um, that every student has access to that will really gear up a student for that student success. One of the other things I encourage students to think about um, during the summer and, and family members play an important role in this process too, is thinking about what systems um, they have already put in place that maybe are second nature to them in their current environment that has allowed them to be as successful as they currently are. So thinking about, um, you know, are you currently engaged in individual or group therapy sessions? What is that cadence? Um, what is your sleep schedule? You know, are, are we setting, going to bed at a consistent time and waking up at a cons consistent time? Are we already working with tutors or academic coaches or executive functioning coaches? Um, and then what about our medication management and our refills? Right, those are all things that we should be considering about how do we implement those so that when we transition here to our Williamsburg community, those are in place and allows us to continue to have that same success. Um, I could imagine it could be kind of overwhelming to arriving on campus and all of a sudden realizing, I don't know that the student uh, pharmacy at the health center is able to refill my prescriptions. What do I need to do to do that? Right, those are great things to begin looking at this summer um, so that you have everything. So when you step foot on campus, you're ready to walk in and say, here's my medication, here's my doctor, and they can take it from there. Another thing that I um, oftentimes encourage students to think about are what skills currently are being done for us at home that when we transition to a college campus, we need to be considered uh, ready to do. So do we need to do a summer's worth of laundry? So we know the difference between whites and darks and not to wash reds with my whites. Um, that's a lesson I still sometimes learn the hard way um, myself. Uh, what about, um, you know, tips and tricks as to where to grocery shop, right? What are some things that have a longer shelf life that are going to be healthy snacks and alternatives that you can throw in your bag and it'll be good in a week from now when you need that snack in between campus or in between classes. Um, another thing that I would really encourage students to think about uh, is what opportunities can we plan for to engage in once we come to campus? So I know we have, you know, our clubs and organization fair during orientation and we're, um, when we're meeting with students, we're constantly sort of pushing that, right? Think about three clubs that you really are interested in. Do some research on them this summer through the student org um, pages. And then maybe find a couple that you've never heard of or you never thought of. Um, I think William & Mary is such a unique in inclusive, inviting environment that students can really explore opportunities that they've never experienced before to really find what, what their niche is and, and where they're really gonna thrive once they arrive here on campus. What I really love about everything you're talking about right now, Tiffany, is the applicability, not just for students seeking accommodation, 
um, with your office, but these are, I'm going to call them, they're adulting skills that so many of us, as you referenced with the laundry, um, still have to figure out right day to day. And that's going to look very different for, for each individual person, for each individual family. Um, and similar to that, something that we talk a lot about with especially our incoming students and families is to figure out how they want to navigate their new relationship in this college environment. And a lot of that comes down to communication. How do you want to talk to each other? What's the mode of conversation? Who's taking the lead? When there are challenges and concerns? Um, what are your thoughts around communication, especially for the students and families that you that you work with and support? Yeah, so our office works a lot with student um, st our students developing sort of that self advocacy and self um, determination. Um, so I know that that's a transition. This is an area where family members were likely very heavily involved previously. Um, but I think Lauren, you hit you hit the nail on the head, right? Communication is going to be key. So there's two things that I, I like to point out. Um, there's two parties involved in this, right? There's a student um, who's leaving for college. And so what their communication needs and desires are, are likely going to be a little bit different than the family members that they're leaving behind. So not only mom and dad or parent guardian, but also siblings, right? We, we like to think about the impact of um, those relationships as, as a student leaves for college as well. And establishing what works for each of those parties, right? So it might be a compromise. I know as a mom, I might want to hear from my son on a daily basis. I know my son is not going to want to share with me on a daily basis. And so what is our compromise, right? It's likely going to be something around maybe a couple times a week, likely once a week, right? And what does that communication look like and feel like? With regards to sort of navigating some of those challenges that a student might face, right? They will. They're going to be in an independent living environment. They're going to dye their white shirt red because they forgot that red piece of laundry in that shirt, in that laundry, right? So what are some things um, that we can help set them up for success? A, a great tool that I like to share with family members are the um, saying of three before me. So what are the three things that your student has tried to do to solve that problem, to research a potential solution before calling or asking mom and dad to solve it, right? And a lot of times what I find is that students are on the right track, right? They're, they're working with the right offices or they have the right um, thought process. And a lot of times they just need that. That sounds like a great, a great first step. Why don't you let me know if you run into any other barriers? Um, Lauren and Shelley, you know that we have a full slate of staff here at William & Mary, and that's our jobs, right, to, to help grow these individuals um, and help support them as they're navigating campus. So sometimes a student will reach out to my office, and it's actually Shelly's office that's the appropriate office to support them. Um, we work to then refer the student to Shelly, and we don't just say, oh, we can't help you, right? So I think that three before me is really helpful. Um, for family members when they're thinking about how can they best support students um, as they're transitioning into young adults. Awesome, well, thank you so much, Tiffany, for taking the time to, to chat with us today so we can learn more about the work that you and your team do to support our students. Um, 
and, and uh, welcome them on board as part of this, you know, large university welcome that we're all, we're all trying to coordinate together. So thank you, Tiffany, for all that you do and all that your team does and for spending some time with us today to talk about the work that you do with our incoming students and families. Awesome. Thanks so much, Shelly and Lauren. It was a pleasure being on with you all today. Thank you.